five things that you can do to change your life. Now, at face value, it may sound like a throwaway cliche that you heard many times over. But I'm going to try to give you my own spin on it, as I do with everything, and speak on it from experience. So the first thing is to read more. Now, obviously, you heard that before, but there's still a lot of us who just can't seem to find time to read or, oh, I just can't manage to, to just sit down for that long to read and things like that. You're doing yourself a disservice. And I've said this before, and I truly believe this, is that the wealthiest institution collectively you know, are the libraries. Okay? You don't want to overlook such a thing. And we have so many free resources that are worth trillions if you know and i may be i may be a little too low in in, in estimating that but i mean one book right now could change your whole outlook on life it will force you to look beyond your fishbowl and it will force you to see that there is a much bigger world out there you know, that's something that you're not going to get from your day-to-day life. And especially if your day-to-day life is a bit robotic, that just strengthens the class of the proverbial fishbowl. Okay? Even to this day, I mean, a lot of people, they do, they call me smart, they call me a genius, whatever, whatever. But even to this day, the more I learn, the more I realize that the world is a lot bigger than I once thought you know and I'm, I'm not the type of person who ever who actually sees himself as smart I'm just always a student I'm always learning something so every time I get a new piece of information it's just I'm just taken aback I'm just like wow I did not know that you know but it's but it's the type of I didn't I did not know that that it has this type of shock value that that instills a bit of wondering you you know like a, a little extra bit of hope that there's something more out there for you you know like i'll give you an example like in in learning different ways to use my money because growing up you know no one taught me about the stocks and how you can invest in real estate liens and how your money can appreciate through this and that. You know, the only thing I've been told was you get a good job, you put it in a savings account, and you retire. But anybody who knows a little something understands that that path is heavily flawed, man. For many reasons. And and by the way, I mean a savings account is doing nothing for your money. Like you might get yourself a little interest but with the inflation you are losing spending power as i've learned and there are better places to put your money with low risk one example and i'm only going to give you one example because i actually want you to further your research on this because this video is not about money is uh treasury bonds okay you get a better return on your investment through that now obviously we got the roth ira the traditional ira Yada yada yada, but I'm just saying. The and Warren Buffett says it, so I mean, uh, take his advice. The more you learn, the more you earn. Like, 
we can plead white privilege all we want and of course white privilege is a bit of a thing in this country but with the tactics that he laid out you can very much follow suit it's practical principles and the man is in his 80s probably 90 now i'm not sure but he's at least in his 80s like don't compare yourself to him and you you're not even 30 yet and the man been investing pretty much his whole life okay you just start where you are so and that's the thing you start where you are you start from the beginning of a book and you make it to the end of the book and you will end that book wiser than you were before and then you do it again with another book and another book and another book and another book. There's a reason why the top CEOs read at least 50 books a year. And if you aren't accustomed to reading books, if you hadn't, haven't read books in a year, it would make all the difference to start by reading 10 books in a year. And if you can fit in more than that, because you can, read 25 books. I mean, just go. I'm probably on pace to read about 40, you know. Not only have I been slacking a little bit, but I'm a slow reader, even though I have had some success with speed reading. But anyway, I'm, I'm forever reading something. I'm forever getting my information from somewhere, YouTube, whatever. But I, feel, I still feel like no matter if you are learning outside of books, that you should incorporate books into your life. Read. Uh, number two, meditate. Again. It's a cliche, but this is the one thing that saved my life. And it came on the cusp of some of the worst days of my life, some of the worst depression of my life. And it allowed me to separate from this body and understand that I am not actually this body, but a spiritual being existing in it. And from a physical aspect, it doesn't feel like it, but I've been practicing, you know, my spirituality for six years for over six years time does go by pretty fast and it allowed me to see the find a deeper meaning in everything it's because we get so caught up in this external world that we just totally lose sight of the things that are happening in the spiritual realm so a lot of us that are affected you know mentally emotionally with the day-to-day -day life and all these ongoings and all these conflicts we don't pay attention to the fact that the spiritual realm is probably even more so affected and definitely even more so neglected. So we try to give ourselves these external um, remedies. We try to find extern external remedies to heal internal problems. And most of our problems are internal. Let's face it. And although the, the spirit isn't entirely... Uh, responsible for who you will end up being in life you can use that you can use your spirituality as the starting point you know you, that's why you you know it's a great practice to start your day off in meditation get your mind right your mind is most impressionable so you you know when you meditate you know you, you get on some upbeat music you get on some you listen to some positive information and you, you shake that doubt off of you, you know, you shake the uncertainty off of you. You control how this day is going to go, you know? We all know the power of starting our days off on the wrong foot. We start our days off with an attitude, it just seems like everything just fell from that point on. 
but we start off offbeat and I guess I mean we start our day off upbeat uh, yeah, I guess a lot of us working people that that would be Friday. You know, I'm glad it's Friday. Woo woo, Friday. Woo. We partying, we dancing. Then we got the music cranking. We on our way to work. We early, all of that. And then our day ends up just being fantastic. Nobody gets in your way. You know, nobody bothers you. Everybody's happy or whatever. And maybe it's a collective conscious thing that leads us to feeling this way. But I mean, who's to say you can't feel this way on Monday, man? Cause there's no guarantee that you that you're even gonna make it to Friday. So why even hold off for the weekend? Which is a, probably a different, you know, that's a different topic altogether. But you start to realize just deeper things. You start to be you start to become more realistic, more logical with the ongoings of life. And that's why I recommend meditating. You know, it actually does work. But you have to be open. You can't be sitting through meditation just doubting it the whole time being cynical because you're getting your own way that's blockage that's the very blockage you're trying to get rid of the reason why you're meditating anyway so meditate number three be of service to others if someone if someone were to ask me you know what to do if if you know if I feel like what should I do if I feel like I have nothing else going for me if they ask me that question I mean, I would probably, honestly, I would recommend everything on this list. But just to word it in a different way, you know, what, what could I do if I feel like I just have nothing working for me? My back's against the wall. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm drowning. Be of service to others. Separate yourself from your troubles. This doesn't mean disregard them. But as I said in the last video that I just recorded that you will find healing in healing others you will find your purpose there you will find that you actually have a lot more to give than you once thought and it feels great to be appreciated now obviously you're gonna come across people who will take advantage of you but you shouldn't let that dictate how you're gonna treat the next person because everyone is not everyone is not like that everyone is not ungrateful there'll be some people who are just glad they stumbled across you glad they met you and I know this to be true because this is my case I hear it all the time and the eyes don't lie you can you can tell the sincerity from their eyes uh, so even though you got problems mountains of problems even don't forget that you aren't the only person in this world other people have it worse and you could be of great service to other people you know one by one just just help people man it doesn't have to be a big thing just help people number four play chess I always I I've always said that if you can play chess you can outthink most people you don't necessarily have to be elite but you know if you played a couple games you beat some people online preferably you know you're already in the habit of thinking ahead because we know life is there's a reason why there's so many analogies is chess not checkers chess not checkers you're playing checkers I'm playing chess you know and it's a reason why chess made it made it this you know uh, made it this far and just like any other sport or game or whatever it's entertaining 
but there's different element to it because there's so many moves that you can make in chess just like there's so many moves that you can make in life and you can tell a lot about a person's decision making by their chess game you know do they second guess themselves are they just making moves you know are they just trying to get themselves forward without understanding the consequences of it are they leaving themselves open and susceptible to a hit are they are they um, um, foreshadowing uh, oh telegraphing are they telegraphing their next move are they too anxious are they not patient enough are they taking up too much time you learn these things from the chessboard not to mention all the cognitive benefits that you get from it and of course the patience that you learn from it it's enjoyable it's meditative it's competitive you know it teaches you team building it teaches teaches you how to prioritize you know it teaches you to make calculated moves and a lot of people they end up in jail unfortunately they learn how to play chess and they learn how to read and they learn how to meditate and their life is better because of it they leave the establishment as better men because jail is supposed to be a rehabilitation center and those three right those three things right there are great rehabilitation tools so although um, they get paid like shit in jail and the 13th amendment pretty much considers them slaves the individual can benefit from taking those necessary steps which aren't um, necessarily uh, mandated um, and number five, give up your roadblocks, okay? If you know smoking weed is working against you, smoking cigarettes is working against you, drinking liquor is working against you, having too much sex is working against you, give it up. Give up one pleasure for an either, uh, even greater one. You know, it's simply not worth it to have a couple seconds minutes even hours of joy it's, it's not worth having if it means you're sacrificing something greater you know and I'm not putting anybody out there it just first thing it, one thing that this reminds me of is someone that I know who will you know save up all his hard-earned money just to spend it on vacation and be gone for 10 days, 7 days, even sometimes 2 days thousands of dollars and with that type of money man, you could leverage your life in such a way where you can build a life that you won't necessarily have to vacate from I hope that's making sense you know, I'm not trying to say don't have fun and things like that but you don't want to rob yourself of your future by trying to have a little fun now you know now obviously the future isn't promised but I would still try to plan for it and try to find joy in these moments which doesn't necessarily have to be expensive and it doesn't necessarily have to cost you you know what could be because let's say you do make it to be 45 you make it to be 65 whatever it is you can be looking back at yourself 
with a lot of regret. Just like right now, at whatever age you are, you may be in your 20s. I'm like this. I'm like this myself. I'm almost 28 years old. I look at my 18-year-old self just like, man, oh boy, you really messed it up. You know, there are so many different routes you could have taken. But uh, all I do, all I have is now. And I understand these principles, and that's why I'm giving it to you. And these five things right here will help you change your life. And obviously, there are many other things that I can think of, and I'll probably make a second video, a third or fourth. But I didn't want to go too long. I just want to put something out there for all of you uh, to benefit from. And I hope this helps. Take care.